Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. And for some extra free picks, you can find us on TikToks. All links are in the description. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Monday, November 28th, 2022. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a bit of a primer. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games and give you some things to think on and explain where certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather here are the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answered is on our Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. Link is in the show description. As always, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We are only covering a subset of those games in this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the link in the show description or on the website homepage. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to see will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, how are you doing today? Hey, feeling good. We, we both hit parlays there to end the week, so, you know. A little bit, a little bit better this week. Yeah, hit one Saturday, hit one Friday, hit one Saturday. Yeah. I mean, although I don't know about you, my Friday felt like Saturday. There was like a lot of college basketball and a lot of college football, and nobody like typical work things were happening as a professor. Like school was out. It felt like a Saturday to me. So then Saturday happened, and I was like, "What day is this?" And then Sunday happened, and I'm like, "I don't know what's happening anymore." Like, yeah. I feel like for me, as being a professor, like the holidays like, really always mess me up. This one, winter break, everything just throws me off completely. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, it'll take me till almost Christmas to get my feet back and like what day it is. But I'm just, and then Christmas will happen, and then it'll, 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 you'll be, be off again. Terrible. But it was <laughs> an epic weekend of college sports, and loved all the basketball. I was so so happy with it all. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good games. They've done a much better job, I feel like, in recent years of having more good games. They've always had some big games, but it's always felt like one or two um, at a time in the non-conference slate. But I feel like as the Time's gone on. They've gotten a lot better at having more and more and more interesting, good games to watch, keep an eye on versus just like, oh, there's one game that it's like, oh, there's like six or seven that are actually kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Like those, the more Thanksgiving tournaments we get, the better. I mean, like the Phil Knight Invitational, mm-hmm. that was just incredible. That, that was just, except, except for Villanova, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't bat a hundred on it. You know, it's just, you're going to miss somewhere. <laughs> I, but speaking of, I mean, Purdue, I mean, I don't have a hat on, but t- tip of the cap, Purdue. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, looking like a legit national title contender. What we all it, what we all saw with Zach Eady where we were all like, if they get this going right, like they're going to be unstoppable. And that's – we just took a while, but we're here we are. They are yeah. seemingly unstoppable. I mean, that team is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. And the way they force you to play is like they force you to play fast without playing fast themselves. And that's mm. just incredible because you're like, we got to do that. That's, a, that's yeah. incredible. We got to be eating down the floor so it doesn't block our shots or we're throwing up jump shots. And it's just working so well right now. And the freshman they got with Smith and Lawyer is just wild, which I think Tuesday we have Lawyer on Lawyer matchup with Purdue and Davidson. So that'll mm. be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his older brother plays at Davidson. 
Hmm. Uh, not a lot of games here for Monday, but some good money-making opportunities. But before we get to it, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any college basketball movie or college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there. Above and beyond what we do here, membership starts just $3 per month. It's www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All lines courtesy about online. Sign up link in the show description and current as the time of this recording on Sunday night. Jake, the A-plus play of the day. I, I feel like I heard a comment that somebody had made somewhere, and I feel like I should clarify. Maybe I, Sometimes I don't do a good job clarifying. My students tell me this all the time. Uh, sometimes communication isn't my strong suit. Um, I do math and sports. Communication is my strong suit, yet I'm, I'm making a show, uh, you know, it is, eh, 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 it is what it is. Um, <laughs> the uh, model has a bunch of A-grade plays. If you want my favorite picks, go to the website. I've got a free play of the day or a couple free plays of the day, depending on the day. And the Patreon, I've got free picks today. So if my personal opinion of the best picks can be found there. These are your personal favorite picks because when Jared comes on the show, he gives his favorite picks. So we're kind of just trying to give you some different perspectives of what we all see from the model. Uh, Cousin Jared jokes on his profile. I think that he's a model whisperer. He tracks that thing pretty well. He sees it a little bit different than I do. And so he sees things and kind of can say models doing really well here, not doing well here. He has some great insight. Jake, you know, college basketball better than anybody I know. So you have a, different insight from that uh, and i'm the one who built the model so i have a different insight so we all kind of have a little bit of a different insight so i just feel like i, should, I wanted to make sure that was clear to people because i feel like they got lost in the shuffle on this um you seeing all the a-grade plays all three of them right now lots to choose from uh but your favorite of the a-grade plays here is 6 p.m central mcneese state and ut martin we are laying seven with ut martin sideline says it should be ut martin by a little bit more than nine um mcneese state just not very good and so i'm assuming you're going to tell us why they cannot hang at all especially on the road against a mediocre team in ut martin yeah th like this is where a big benefit of the Patreon comes in because I think the line's up to eight now, so that mm. that's getting a little closer to that nine numbers uh, sideline has it. But I mean, McNeese State is just not good. They're they're yeah. real bad. I'm not yeah. exactly sure how they beat Lamar. That was just, well, Lamar's I, just also terrible to be fair. Yeah, I just I just assumed both teams would come out of that game with a loss. Uh, I mean, they're they the, probably they probably tried. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for, for reference, for reference, uh, Ken Palm has McNeese State 355 and Lamar 357. And there's only like 363 teams, so, yeah, so uh, <laughs> not good, not good. No. I mean, their only other wins a D2 team, and outside that, it's been by they've been losing by 18 to like 30 every game. It's not, and it's not like UT Martin's anything special, but they're they're a good, decent ways of better than McNeese State because, like we've talked about before with ratings, like when you get to the bottom of those ratings, the difference between yeah. Like, 354 and 355 is huge compared to like 102 to 103. Yeah, so, you're talking like orders of magnitude different, right? Like yeah. when you get down to the bottom, it's like a full point per game like at each spot. But the, uh, the, a point differential in the middle is the difference between like 300 and, you know, 250 or something. It's like there's just so many that are so close. They're all bunches together. But yeah, at the top it goes up and at the bottom it drops down. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, this, this team is still like, Got a lot of pieces and parts they added in together with UT Martin, uh, so they're they're going to get better throughout the year as they learn to play with each other. So I think the turnover problem kind of goes away. Not sure about the free throw issue, but 
I mean, it's not like Minnesota State has got a defense that's going to force a lot of turnovers on UT Martin. So I, I don't really see them having any issue uh, going through and handling Minnesota State by 10 to 15. Yeah, I was going to look here at some of the individual ratings for McNeese State offensive defense, and I realized like they're just so bad, it's going to be like just towards the bottom. Like it's not really useful. When you get to the bottom, it's like if you're that bad, you're just bad at everything, and that's McNeese State. They're just bad at everything. UT Martin, like I said, very forgettable, not a good team by any stretch of the imagination, but not nearly as bad as McNeese State. So we're laying the points with them at home here on Monday. To the best B side, 6 p.m. Central, Minnesota and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, according to the model, should only be favored by about 12. We're grabbing 13 and a half with Minnesota. Jake, tell us why this is a good investment. Yeah, so I'm not sure that most of the models and maybe sideline hasn't quite caught up with this Minnesota team as they're getting healthier um, because battle just came back a couple. He's played two games now, and that that's really a big difference for them. Gives them a second score besides Garcia. And it's, and I mean, Virginia Tech is probably the better is the better team here and should be favored, but not by this much. I mean, they just they really struggled against the city of Charleston, barely beating Charleston Southern and losing to Charleston outright. Uh, so it's the, that city just had it out for them. Uh, little little state rivalry along the East Coast, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I mean, but I don't like. I just don't think they've got enough to win by fourteen. Uh, I think this is more of a ten point game. Uh, they're they just—they're not doing enough offensively to get to win this. With Minnesota getting healthier, I think they're going to get better and show up a little more. I mean, Battle is a big piece, and I know they've still got a couple, two or three guys out, but he was the big, big missing piece, and I think he'll make a bigger difference in this game. Uh, Virginia Tech's just getting a little too much respect, and Minnesota's not getting enough here. Yeah, Virginia Tech. I mean, we're we're November, but I mean. Let's look ahead because everyone loves the tournament, right? Virginia Tech kind of already feels like they're on the bubble for March Madness because I feel like they're on the bubble every year. Yeah, and it so feels like and it feels like it's about where they are now, right? They're not like clearly – and obviously there's a long way to go, a lot of variability, right? So, I mean, I'm not trying to say exactly what's going to happen. I'm just saying right now if, if things play out like we think, they will be probably on the bubble again and that good enough to be considered but not good enough to be easily in but but good enough to not, you know, be out either, you know, firmly – Minnesota, you know, has aspirations of reaching that level. I don't know if they will. Um, if you're a Minnesota fan, that's your hope, right? Your hope is just to be in the conversation. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say Minnesota wins this outright, obviously. That's not. It's a bold prediction. They might. Um, if they do, that goes a long way to the March, March Madness conversation for both teams, right? If, if Virginia Tech loses at home, that's going to be a tough loss for them. Not that there, there's a lot of other games to make up for, so I'm not going to say this is going to knock them out or anything. I'm just saying this would not be a good loss for their resume. For Minnesota, it would be a great win for their resume on the road. So well, well, this, It's early, this but it's, be, it's kind of a big game. This could be a difference maker, right? Because if yeah. the season goes the right way for Minnesota and Virginia Tech kind of stays where they're at. They could be, be like, right at the same line, right? Yeah, yeah this could be yeah. a very big difference maker for them. So it's a big game. And yeah. I, just, I was just thinking about this as I thought about it. Why are, why are we getting so many Big Ten ACC games outside of – the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I mean, we just had Duke, Purdue, and now you've got Virginia Tech, Minnesota, and I think Michigan even played the ACC team already. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and obviously, all that to be said, none of that will probably matter. Minnesota yeah. probably won't, you know, won't even be yeah. anywhere, et cetera. I, I get that. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, this is one of those games where I'm just thinking about it, like, kind of thinking out loud. You get these, these Power Five schools playing each other. Like, you just never know when we're going to look back on a game like this 
might actually mean something here if Minnesota can pull the upset. We think they can hang in there, and if they can't pull it off, obviously it's, it's, it's a huge win for them. If nothing else, though, we just need them to lose by 13 or less in order for us to get the victory. To the shake and bake with Jake and a little two-game heater here, see if we can keep that going uh, after a tough start. You know, a little, little bit of rolling action, see if we can move on to Omaha, Mississippi State. 6.30 p.m. Central. Uh, Omaha is uh, – talk about terrible basketball. Uh, this game can find your TV set. Um, you know, I, I always always enjoy having on, you know, what you have action on. But, like, if you're – like we talked about last episode, right, if you're looking to learn things about teams, you're not going to learn a lot probably watching this game. There's other games to be watched that you might learn something about the teams. But uh, in this one, Mississippi State should run away. The only question by how much, right, given how bad Omaha is and given how how – you know, ups, there's some upside to this Mississippi State team. You know, they got some potential here. Sideline says they should be favored by a little over 25. We locked in Mississippi State minus 24 and a half as a B-grade pick. And the total on this one is 130. Jake, are you going over or under the 130 uh, in this parlay? Well, we're going under. Uh, Mississippi State has had not had a game break this total all year, and they've played some decent teams, and they still sting around, hang around 127. And they've played some bad teams where they blew them out one by 40, and it hit 127. They just their defense is so good, and I think I talked about this recently in one of our episodes where we had a pick on them. They're almost an auto under team until these numbers start mm-hmm. catching up because mm-hmm. that defense is loaded. They rebound the ball well, so if you miss uh, you miss your shot, they're not letting you get another one. And they force jump shots. That their and their offense isn't great by any stretch. They're not. They're not a high scoring team. Um, the, Coleman the third really is the key man of the offense. To, to be fair, I feel like Omaha's like hold my beer. To use something that's a high scoring team. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I mean, I'm saying all this because I, I don't. I'm trying my best not to look at Omaha's team because that hurt just painful. Um, yeah. They were just real bad, but. So, like I said, Coleman is the key guy to their offense, but they've got a really good guard. I forget his name. And Tolu Smith is the main scorer. But a lot of times when you have a big guy, a couple big guys is the key part of your offense. You play slower because you want to work the ball around and get them the angle so they can have the best route to the bucket on a one-on-one matchup and maybe avoid the double team. So they play slower, but their team's got to play slow. I don't expect this to be a lot of points. I mean, Lord – Mississippi State is the only team, one of the few teams so far that covered against Ar- Arkansas Pine Bluff, and that, that <laughs> they beat them by forty, and that was like eighty to forty, like was mm-hmm. the score. Like it was just not a lot of points. Like going to be school, be like Mississippi State's not going to give up a lot of points. Omaha's not a team to force you to force the force their will. So I, I just don't see this getting anywhere near this one thirty number. I think it looks more like one twenty to one fifteen with Mississippi State cruising by thirty and not having to really worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I give Omaha a hard time. Uh, they're not, you know, bottom of the world. They're not as bad as uh, the McNeese uh, situation that we talked about earlier. Uh, I, I give them a little hard time. To their credit, they do schedule some tough teams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, road game to Kansas, road game to Iowa, and they got crushed in both of them. Uh, you know, the loss to Nebraska, they, they didn't work competitive in that way either. So I give them a hard time for that, but but they're always playing better teams. So uh, to their credit, and they're, like I said, they're not as bad as McNeese. I just give them a hard time. Um, they're going to struggle as well with Mississippi State, we think. Um I'm, I'm going to call my show. That's what I called it with Virginia, but I feel like it's the same sort of thing that Virginia Maryland Ninja yeah, Shore game that, that I nailed. I think it's very similar to that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call this one. I feel like is uh, 80 to 45. I'm calling my shot on this one. That'd be 125 points. Gets us under the 130. Nice little 35 point victory there. Um, 
So we'll see, we'll see how close that. Last time I missed by two points. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I could do any better than that. I mean, that's like as good as it can get, right? Like, I, I, I feel like I have set the bar pretty high on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you did. So yeah, <laughs> but, but hey, it, it doesn't really matter how close I am, as long as the parlay hits. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter, right? Exactly. So, all right. Uh, moving on to the getting high with Jake. Let's take an over here in the eight PM Central game with Longwood and San Diego. Probably not a lot of you seen a lot of these two teams unless you're fans of one of them. I, I can't see them being on a lot of your TV sets here, but they're going to play here Monday night. Uh, Sideline has already locked in a B-grade pick on San Diego minus four. But, Jake, you have your eye on the over 142. Tell us why. Yeah, this is another one that I almost put in the same game parlay, but I kind of like the over more than I do San Diego minus four. Uh, mm-hmm. Both teams have above-average offenses and below-average defenses, mm-hmm. and more so – San Diego. San Diego has got the much better offense and the much worse defense. Uh, so, I mean, it's unreal. Both teams love to score in the 70s against uh, bat, like against when they're the bat, the worst team in the matchup, they still like to get in the 70s, uh, even when they're blown out. Longwood is a very good shooting team, been in around 40% from three, 50% for the floor. San Diego it's a little bit worse, but not much worse. Um, Eric Williams Jr. is a guy to keep an eye on if you're what if you have to be watching this game for San Diego. He's a he's a guard that's averaging 11 rebounds and to go along with his 17 points. He also leads the team in steals. They play at a slow pace, but don't like both teams play at a slower pace, but don't let that fool you. Their defenses are bad enough to let enough points in. Um, this is where that pace kind of gets weird when you're not considering how bad their defense is if you're just looking yep. at pace for points. Um, yep. Like Longwood gave up eighty to Fairleigh Dickinson, and they're one of the worst teams in basketball, like like Big Nice level. Um, I mean, and San Diego's given up tw- uh, almost sixty and above sixty to D two schools. I don't think Longwood's going to have any trouble getting in the seventies. I think we see this game get closer to one fifty than we do the one forty two. Yeah, I, I completely endorse this play as well. Uh, just like you, you mentioned there, how uh, you have above average offenses and below average defenses. And I think a lot of times these totals are set based off of pace and possessions. And possessions absolutely matter. But there are a handful of games where the pace is a little bit misleading because there's the flip side where sometimes the offenses just aren't that good and there might be a lot of possessions. But if the offenses aren't that good, defenses are great. You're just going to see a lot of misses. And it's going to be a low-scoring game because of that. Um, I, we saw some of these tournament games. Uh, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but we've seen some of those where it's like the teams were just breaking left and right. And it was like good defenses, you know, good offenses, but better defenses, right? right. And in, and those when both teams are that way, the possessions, they matter, but not quite as much as you'd think. And now we have the flip side where they don't play fast, but there's going to be a lot of scoring because these defenses are not good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those the uh, quality of the possession is a lot higher than than in the pace indicates. Right, it's kind of one of it's kind of an outlier a little bit on the quality of possession with the way this goes because a lot of times teams play you don't have quite such a advantage to the same direction. Um, in a lot of games, it's, you know, a lot of games, it's a little bit of advantage one way, a little bit the other way, and it kind of falls around the median. And so you just look at possessions and that's what matters, but you get these kind of games at the top of the distribution and the bottom of the distribution that really affect it here. Um, the last thing I want to say on this and cousin Jerry talked about this when he was on this being a four point spread, uh, sideline has a five point projection here. If it's a four or five point game, somewhere anywhere in that ballpark that helps her over a, a lot. There is a perfect scenario where that actually makes it go less points where it drops, but we've got overtime as a possibility to go higher. We've got quick possessions because it's a one point game and people are trying to score before the other team can that sort of thing. And you got fouls, of course. So you got a lot of ways that this can accelerate points down the stretch. Not all of them. 
but it's 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 more likely to help us than hurt us. So it's another reason to like the over yeah. in this yeah. game. So again, we're all over the over 142 out in San Diego. To the must see TV slot here, uh, Jake. Must see TV, must see on your laptop or your iPad or your TV if you're casting. This is a game that's not going to be on. If you go to the ESPN app, which a lot of times is a great spot to go for where the game is on TV, it's not going to show anything listed because this game is on the Mountain West Network. It's free. You can download the app or you just pull up on your browser. That's what I do. I pull up my browser on the iPad. I'm, I, I, I should be in those progressive commercials probably because I'm just like an old guy at this point. Um, I've turned to my parents, right? You know, pull up my, you know, on Safari, you know, on my iPad without having the app, but you just go to the Mountain West, just Google Mountain West Network. It's free to watch. It should be a, a, an interesting game here. Same Houston State at Nevada. It's our must-see TV spot. Silence says this should be about a pick we talked previously about Same Houston State. They're just like an autoplay at this point. Sidelines locked in. Same Houston State plus two and a half as a B-grade pick. Toss-up game. I think the plus odds on the money line makes a lot of sense. Too. That's just my take. Jake, why is this a good investment for the viewer? Yeah, both these teams are playing better than expected coming into the year. Uh, Sam used to say a little more so than Nevada because everybody was expecting them to be kind of bottom barrel, and they are really showing otherwise. Um, they're they're just a very balanced team. They're getting around 72 points, and they, they've only got one person average of double digits, and it's at 12. They just get points from everybody. They force turnovers like – Right now, they're still at 26% of their opponent's possessions end in a turnover. Top so, top 50 defense, according to Ken Palm. Yeah, it's they just make life hell on everybody, and it's they're and it's fun to watch. They don't play at a necessarily fast pace on offense, so mm-hmm. but they they just make your life so hard on offense and just turn you all turn you over because I mean they're they're up there getting 20 20 plus turnovers in most games against very good competition. And I mean, Nevada is playing very well too. They're playing a tiny bit faster, but not enough to make a difference. Uh, but they are just very good. They brought in Jared Lucas from Oklahoma or Oregon State, who's leading them in scoring. They there's not as much balance. It's mainly through him and a couple other guys behind him. I just I think the turnovers are going to get to them, and that's going to allow Sam Houston State to stay in the game, cover, may, probably even win it outright. If, yeah, in my opinion on it, but uh, definitely cover. The your only worry here is that Nevada is a very tall team. According to Ken Bond, they're the 16th tallest for Sam Houston <laughs> State's very short. So that can come back to bite them. But I think Sam Houston gets them playing in a kind of game where they take the size out of it, like teams try to do with Edie, where you pressure turnovers and don't let their size come into play. So I think that's going to happen, and that's how Sam Houston State will be in this game. Yeah, uh, like you said, Nevada has definitely outperformed expectations. They've been 6.6 points per game better than Sideline has predicted. However, that doesn't really hold much of a candle to Sam Houston, who's been 17 points better on average than the model predicted. 17 points, and that's I mean, in six, what, six or seven games into the year. Six so games, into, uh, four four games that the models projected because oh. two were against Division Two or. NAI yeah. or whoever schools, but yeah, for, but for four games, I mean, 17 points is really high. So obviously that's a little bit small sample size. By the end of the year, nobody will be that high because they will underperform and some of that will balance out, right? So it's yeah. a little bit of early season fun with numbers, but just kind of to illustrate, like I said, Nevada is definitely overperforming expectations, but same Houston even more so. Uh, and, and, you know, kudos to Nevada, but I, I think you and I both like same Houston State here to go on the road and get the win. Plus odds here, like I said, I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I, that's probably where most of my play is going to be, to be honest. But 
Yep. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. Alrighty. That's it for us today. Jake, any parting words? No, just make sure to check out the football episode too, especially with a weaker basketball slate tonight. That's a good time to start getting into the football. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content. We've run on this channel, jumped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting tips. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.